Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another bodacious episode of the Schnozcast, episode 165. I am your fill-in host tonight, Nick Bader, joined by my faithful co-host, Corey Flintstone Feet Zaleski, and special guest, Greg Drinks from the Skulls of His Enemies, Gumtow. You may notice our good friend and host, Dr. Bob Dirty Dishwater Rankin, is not present tonight, uh, but we wish him well on his men's retreat and hope uh, it's a very spiritual experience for him. We're coming to you live from the Schnozcast Studios. Uh, so first off, let's see, where can we start? Uh, where can you find us? If you haven't tried listening to us uh, on any other episode or on any other platform, make sure to check us out in high-definition audio on anywhere that you get your podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio is a big one for us, um, or anywhere, obviously, that you can find a podcast. We'll be there. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would navigate over to social media, like, follow, subscribe. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff, at SchnozCast. And I wouldn't be a good fill-in host if I didn't bring up our very dusty, dusty email uh, that you can shoot us. Uh, if you're a little bit old school, you can shoot us an email um, out at schnozcast at gmail.com. Or if you can communicate us. Uh, if you, I did this last time. If you can I think communicate I, us. I, did, I think I did that last time. Or you can communicate with us during the show live in real time. Just text 618-SHOCKER. 618-S-C-H-O-C-K-E-R. Um, you can call, leave us voicemail. We don't check it very often. Um, yeah, the shocker line. Baby! So, guys, how are you this evening? Greg, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, we'll notice Todd is also not with us. Um, he's not at the men's retreat, but um, I think it's some sort of religious experience that he's at, so we won't fill in any of those blanks. We'll let you guys uh, leave that up to your imagination. Lucky bastard. But Todd and Bob, we miss you, buddies. How are you, Corey? Oh, hey. Wouldn't be a show if we didn't get that. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to wipe. I, I completely forgot for that I forgot to switch all the names around. <laughs> so I was so, trying to diligently work on that while you were talking. Digilently? <laughs> diligently. So it was funny. Uh, Pre-show, um, we always like to do... Uh, Hey, salute to each other. Um, we we do like a pre pre show shot. Uh, Greg a lot of times is drinking spirits, so he he joins in by taking a sip. Um, it's kind of redundant for him to take another shot on top of his full glass of shot. But um, we kind of like to raise a glass to our show and uh, wish each other good luck. We really like what we do. Um, we don't do it for any kind of money or any anything like that. Um, we just do it because it's fun. We've always said from day one: the second it stops being fun, we're gonna stop. Wait, you said I was getting paid to do this. Yeah, in sex. Yes. Getting paid in sex. It's a big hairy butthole right over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about me. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's a uh, fucking clean hole in this fucking room. That's all I got to say. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, but yeah, so we like to do a shot prior to the show. Um, and it is kind of funny because uh, before we started, um, so usually Bob and Corey Seleski... Uh, communicate to start the show, start the mixer, do all that. I was told, hey, are you ready? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, thank you for changing that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's people, <laughs> your fans are out there. They want to hear it. And uh, I said, yeah, well, yeah, let's, let's, let's get going. 
Uh, I got the little nod and the wink, and I started recording. Let's let's start our music here. And arms went up in the air. Nope, he was ready. Uh, now he's not ready. Uh, and then he finally gave us the okay with a thirty second visual countdown that we had to painstakingly watch on the screen that's what we've been doing (laughs) and uh it just hurt more this time that i'm in charge of pressing buttons and uh and so we went into it and then come to find out he still wasn't ready still didn't post change the names (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't know how i forgot about that i do it every i usually do it every week but he was very mechanical in the start of the show with with all the choreisms that he could do uh the right amount of chew in getting the right drink, uh, changing a couple things around, but then it's the the integral things that we need that just fell by the wayside, even though he was ready Completely twice. Completely threw him off me sitting over <laughs> yes. here. He looked next to him, didn't see anybody. He's like, what? what? You know yeah, what? And, and that's, that's, why, that's why I waited, too, because I'm like, I don't know where it's going to be best for Greg to sit, so that's why I didn't change the names until right now. Yeah, Todd Dillon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Todd's not here. <laughs> I mean, I even had to change... Uh, some of the copy that I had, uh, I, I keep a very small little list of copy in here in case Bob is not here, um, you know, in case we want to have a good show. And uh, <laughs> and I was I was almost <laughs> going to introduce Todd. And I'm like, whoa, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> and Todd. <laughs> and live Todd, from Todd? Todd? Seattle, Washington. Oh, shit. No, so he's not here. So uh, we're going to jump into housekeeping right now uh, and i hear Corey has some words of wisdom for that i thought i did <laughs> no actually you know what we can cover for housekeeping this week uh as you can see we have i, I got a new setup for how we're going to be able to see todd when he is actually here first of all that looks crystal clear yeah yeah it looks a lot better than the the laptop screen yeah. over here yeah we so they have a makeup artist come help us out a little bit Little dusting, def, yeah. You don't have much viewable skin that can be touched up, Craig. Everything's just covered by hair. I mean, the rest of it your, needs it, though. I say your forehead, maybe. <laughs> my nose and around my eyes. Uh, <laughs> you need some work. It's like a wooly willy. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's the new new addition we have for so, so for, for, the, cast. for the audio listeners. Uh, kind of explain a little bit more what it is. So we've always tried to figure out we norm- would normally have Todd on via switcher and i would be able to see him on the switcher cast screen but but, uh, nick and bob would not be able to see uh todd or even like any guests we had on they wouldn't be able to see him so i kind of concocted a way to get use the tv in the center of all of us Mm -hmm. as a secondary display but i would put the web browser version of switcher up there and with everything we're trying to run in the basement when we're doing the show uh and then other people come in with their phones and the wi-fi and all that it was glitching out a lot, and I'd have to refresh it. And every time I would do that, uh, would get an echo in the background because if I forgot to cancel out the microphone, it was a whole whole to do. Uh, this is directly from Switcher onto your TV. Yeah, and like you said, it's way way more clear. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm not noticing such a heavy lag, so that's cool. For the people that can't see it, they're like, we don't fucking care. That's, we, we, this is an yeah, audio well, but it, but it's, it's also, it, it helps us a lot, especially to be able to see Todd to see if, you know, how he reacts to stuff. Because for me, this entire time, it's been easy to react to what Todd's doing because I can see him on my screen. Uh, but knowing that is that, true. I've noticed you a lot. Like, <laughs> looking at your screen, I'm like, what? I don't understand. What is funny? Oh, his dog just jumped up. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> for me, it was nothing because I knew I could see him, but it, I not realizing that anyone else in the room couldn't see him. 
I uh, figured it would probably help out a little bit being able to kind of interact with him physically as well. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's noticeably clear. Um, and just just because we left it out and uh, we're trying to uh, kind of reroute some of our viewers and listeners, uh, if you can do us such a big favor and navigate over to YouTube, Schnozcast on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe, and follow. We appreciate it. So that's, yes, Corey? It would be very nice of everyone to do so. Yeah. There's, the numbers are starting to go up a little bit. Yeah. Slowly but surely, but if I we mean, get a, a big jump, that'd be awesome. I, I'm I'm just as much to blame. My YouTube is never signed in. Uh, I don't. I I just want to watch a video. I don't sign. It's always like, oh, please sign it, because I you know, every now and then I'll be like impressed enough to actually like something, and it's like, oh, make sure you type in your. I'm like, no, I just want to watch <laughs> a fucking video. So I feel your pain, uh, but if you do like to listen to us, we'd really appreciate it. You can see us in full HD on youtube.com we'd appreciate that all right so now and now it's time for booze news <laughs> navigating our way again with the navigation over to booze news um i i think a couple of us have some stuff uh, i know i have something so let me pull it up here mike tyson is selling <laughs> ear-shaped infused edibles called mike bites Wow. Really <laughs> genius. Really okay. leaning into that one, huh, Mike? Hey, I don't blame him at all. Tapping into that gold mine. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so more than two decades after Mike Tyson bit off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear, in case uh, you've been living under a rock and you don't know that, in 1997 for the heavyweight champion fight, championship fight, the legendary boxer has released a line of edibles now in the shape of ears. So seemingly these are all fucking Holyfield's ears, uh, which... You should probably take him to court. Be like, hey, those are my ears. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> those are my ears. <laughs> yeah, how exactly would you present that to a jury? Oh, to a to a well, it doesn't have to be in front of a jury. Well, I'm just saying, though, to keep in the court aspect of it. Because well, you can't. I mean, you could say you're taking, you are uh, like defamation of character. Uh, this is bringing back something up no. that's very sincere to me and and you know a lot of people were talking bad about me for a while and i've lost money as because of it you know court of laws they're always going to say that to prove something like defamation you have to prove loss of finances um if you didn't lose money on it then there's no reason that you're going to get anything financially off of it um obviously just jesting and it it would be funny but I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be blown away if that happened. If he was, you know, he's got enough money. Tyson's got money. I'm sure. If he was like, you know, listen, <laughs> Tyson's got a lot Ty of money. <laughs> Tyson lost way more yeah. money than he had. Oh yeah, that's why he's making edibles out of ears. Well, shaped like ears. <laughs> he got he got into the cannabis business years ago, and I guess did really, really, really well. So the cannabis, the cannabis infused gummies are called Mike Bites, an homage to Tyson's <laughs> most most notorious moment. Holyfield, the only four time world heavyweight champion, uh, defeated Tyson at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas in 1996. The following year, during their highly anticipated rematch, Tyson bit off a small section of Holyfield's ear, spit it onto the canvas, and was promptly disqualified. By the way, I hope that there was a lawsuit after that. There was not. Wow. Uh, I don't. 
As we go on, the gory incident marked the rematch as one of the most bizarre fights in history of boxing. Tyson, who was the youngest boxer ever to win a heavyweight title, has launched several cannabis-related ventures in recent years. Tyson 2.0, the company releasing Mike Bites, describes itself as a premier cannabis company formed with legendary boxer entrepreneur and icon Mike Tyson. In 2021, the company expanded its sales to over 100 locations in California. And it goes on, but it shows, uh, yeah, it's uh, it comes in a black bag that you would normally see gummies in. Um, kind of that black vinyl plastic. And there's a big white ear on it. And it just says, Tyson Mike Bites. And they're in the shape of little ears. And they're red. So, yeah, good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you, my Tyson. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did say he he's like. not have that face of someone who has booze news he, ready. <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, yeah, okay, I got something in my notes. Uh, but I said I'll, I might have something in my notes. While you look for that, I'll go on for one more uh, booze news on a, on a different note. So there was a four-year-old girl missing since 2019. She was found alive, hidden under a staircase in New York. A girl went missing more than two years ago at the age of four, was found alive by police on Monday, hidden underneath a staircase in a New York home. Pashley Schultes, uh, now six, was found at a residence in Sajuritis. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, sure. Somewhere in New York, about 45 miles south of Albany. On Monday night, after authorities received a tip regarding her whereabouts, according to that city's police department, um, it goes on to say officers found the young girl after an hour of searching in a makeshift room under a staircase leading to a basement. The detectives noticed that something appeared odd about the staircase and saw a blanket after flashing a, a flashlight between the steps. Uh, however, detectives uh, used a hooligan tool to remove several of the wooden steps. A uh, hooligan tool is uh, yeah, Halligan, you're right, absolutely. A Halligan tool is, is used by, you know, SWAT team and firefighters and things like that. I didn't catch what he said the first time. Hooligan? Hooligan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's when detectives saw a pair of tiny feet. Police said in a statement Tuesday after removing several more steps, the child and her abductor were discovered within. The space was small, cold, and wet. Uh, paramedics examined uh, Paisley after determining her to be in good health. She was returned to her legal guardian. Police say Paisley was reported missing from Cayuga Heights in 2019, and authorities believe. I mean, how fucking horrible, first of all. I mean, that's uh, any parents or anyone's fucking worst nightmare. I mean, what a fucking animal. Uh, Kimberly Cooper, uh, Kirk Schultz's Jr., and Kirk Schultz's Sr. were arrested and charged in Paisley's disappearance. Police had previously followed leads to the residence where Paisley was ultimately found, but said that each time residents had denied any knowledge of the girl's whereabouts. During some of the follow-ups uh, to the Fawn Road location, authorities were permitted limited access into the residence to look around for the child by both Schultes and uh, Senior and Junior. Knowing the child and her abductor were hidden within the stairs would not be found, police said. It does show a picture. It, it's very grim. Uh, they're very dirty uh, wooden basement stairs, and you can see where they're pried up, and there's, like, some dirty blankets and a dirty stuffed animal and dust everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? They should take them to a field, hand them a shovel, yep. tell them to start digging, Yep. put a bowl in the back of their head, yep. bulldoze over top done. of it, yep. done. Done. We're done. There's, yeah, there's, there's no... No reason our 
They shouldn't be able to breathe the same fucking air as anybody. There's, you shouldn't be sitting in prison watching family ties, uh, working as a prep cook, making prison money, buying cigarettes, watching TV. Like that should not be allowed. You should be gone, just deleted from the earth. Agreed. I got a business opportunity. You guys want to take advantage (laughs) of it? (laughs) Corey, were you able to find something or? I did. I did. Um, so for anyone out there that has lived or grew up around the Metro Detroit area, um, I'm sure you're very familiar with a lot of the different street names. You know, you got Woodward, Lafayette. Um, I, they're all pretty common. A lot of French names, you know, obviously, and that goes back to the, the history of Detroit. But the Detroit Historical Society, if you go to their website, they actually give you a breakdown of every street name and where it, what person it came from or how it came about. And they also give you the full history of that, that person. It's funny that you say that because one day I, uh, out of sheer boredom, I looked up John R. And it gave exactly who he was. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Detroit Historical Society put together an entire entire list. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Woodward's obviously the first one, but uh, Williams John R. is the second. Yeah, born in Detroit in 1782. John R. Williams was the first mayor. I didn't know that. He was the first mayor of the city of Detroit. See? Uh, Williams was appointed to the Army in 1796, but resigned in 1799, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, dude, that's crazy. So I didn't know. So he had a trade partnership with Joseph Campo. And for anyone, again, familiar with the the Metro Detroit area, there's a street Campo. So that dude, this is yeah, this is really cool. So if you're interested to know all the streets that you see all the time and travel up and down, uh, go to the Detroit Historical Society website and uh, get the information on all those street names. And that's crazy too, because uh, you know I brought up I don't I don't think it was on the show, but um, there is a cemetery like a half mile from my house, and it's very old, and it's all fenced in and everything. It's like a historical society. I had no clue that it's like the founders of Dearborn Heights and some of like the first people there. And for, and, and I also didn't know that it is not open to the public. Yeah. You can't get in there. It, it is a historical cemetery that you can't, there's like family members and descendants can go, but like, I I don't even think you can pull a car in there. Can you? No, I don't think so. Cause it's right. Like, so right off Van Bourne. Yeah. Which Van Bourne's a pretty, a pretty major road. And it's not on a, a corner, so there's no side street on either side of it, and there's businesses all around it. So it basically, it's basically like the city took that little plot of land, and they're like, okay, you know, you can do whatever you want around it, but this little area you can't touch. And clearly, at some point, they were, knew that they weren't going to be burying anyone else in there. Uh, but from what I from what I know of it, yeah, you can't even pull a car in there unless I'm. There was there was some kind of book, and it's on Amazon, and it's called like the Woodwork the Woodruff house or something like that. And it's based on the, one of the first pioneers in this area and he's buried there. And, uh, it tells all about, um, you know, early, early, you know, 17, 1800s, maybe even earlier than that. Um, when, when they first established this area, not even as cities or anything like that. Um, because this used to be, Dearborn Heights was a part of Dearborn, wasn't it? Mm-mm. 
it was a it was a part of something when I was looking something up. It was a part of something else. It might have been well because Dearborn was originally Springwells. Yeah, it might have been Springwell Heights or something like that. And Dearborn Township. I, I want to say that Dearborn Heights broke off and made Dearborn Heights. You know, as a, it might have came about when when Dearborn changed from Springwells to. Uh, I believe it was yeah, Dearborn Township, and then it went to Dearborn, I believe. So, but it was pretty cool because if you, I, I just leafed through, um, you know, some of the pages of of this of this book. It's it's a small book. I'll have to figure out the name of it and maybe tell you guys next week. But it was super interesting because these first pioneers in this area were talking about like wolves in the area, and you know how wild it was, and you know forests everywhere. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And that guy's right there. Like around the block from my house, that guy's buried. You know that's crazy, crazy to me. Did you uh, do you have something for booze news there, Greg? I will do my first booze news. All right, going with a lot of booze news tonight, huh? Yes. So this is a message in a bottle from 21 years it took to go from Bahamas to England. A visitor to a British beach found a message in a bottle that has been launched from the Bahamas by a Canadian girl 21 years earlier. Uh, basically, it was hit, It was high tide, so it was likely I had freshly washed in. I picked it up. Then I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, there's a message in here. Like, who does that? So the student photographer visiting the same beach snapped a photo of Benton and read the note with him. It was dated June 21st, 2001, from a six-year-old Canadian girl who wrote on the note, please don't pollute. Thank you. That was it? <laughs> That's it. That's all she had? That's it. That was fucking as horrible. She's, hey, as she's as throwing she's a bottle in the <laughs> Yeah, that's what got me the whole thing. I'm like, okay, you're going to tell people not to pollute. However, she may not you understand threw a goddamn all bottle the, in the water. She may not understand all the levels and constructs of pollution at six years old so she should yeah go ahead honey and it said that uh anna included a mailing address and asked for the finder to write her a letter but button said after a search online revealed the address has since been converted into an industrial estate wow more pollution this did not go over very well (laughs) i've never thought thought of that maybe maybe i should just like get a you know dirty old piece of fucking homemade paper and you know, burn the edges and stuff, and say this was this was sent out in 1855, and like throw it out in the like Lake Huron. <laughs> Wait for something. Oh my God! Think of the story that you would give them. I think you'd definitely have to do some. Yeah, it would take- you would deposit like animal skin or something. Yeah, deer skin. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving moving right along. Uh, we're going to go into uh, another segment that we like to do when uh, Dr. Bob is not with us. And this segment, um, I don't know what he calls it, um, but we're going to do uh, top 50 songs. So we're going to do top 50 songs uh, here from... I think he was trying to go with music mashup, wasn't he? No, I don't like that. Yeah, um, no, I'm not saying I did either, but I, I think that's what he was trying to go with. The alliteration is a little on the nose. Um, but we're going to go uh, to our mixtape or music mashup i think it was mixtape mashup um yeah that's what it was uh songs top 50 songs of 1992 i don't know why i find this so interesting uh, anytime another podcast does it uh it's a little nostalgic um 
and you kind of forget about some of these things. Uh, so number 50, bringing it in with a band called High Five. She's playing hard to get. Do you have any idea that song, Corey? Corey, we we know. So for the for the folks at home that don't know, Corey Selesky and Bob Rankin were nose to nose during shutdown during during the COVID nineteen shutdown. We had to zoom everything we did, and we had a lot of zoom calls, a lot of zoom drinking together, uh, because we're we're friends behind the scenes, not just on the show. That would be kind of a weird aspect, wouldn't it? Yeah. We don't talk to each we other. We just get together once we a get week. All, it's all business. Show. All <laughs> business. And then we part ways and don't talk. Have a good one. Actually, I really don't care for Nick. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I didn't just, talk to him. I didn't talk to you guys for like five years. No. <laughs> Could be like a band, you know? You're just making money and you, there, you, there's some love loss there. And after the, break. Sh- after the show, we all hang up our... Our cans and, we, and just walk away. We'd have making some badass money for me to come over here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If I didn't, if I didn't like you guys, and just to show up to do the show and then be like, be like Fuck, I can't stand being here. Oh, fucking a, this is like this prison. So, yeah, so much money though. I just oh, have to do it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I can't say no to that contract. But during during the shutdown uh, and all of our Zoom calls, uh, we came up with a name that tune game where we would. Uh, we, we had some trial and error. Uh, imagine zooming, uh, seeing someone on the screen. Uh, we found out a way. We, we originally actually did it um, just by me playing music through my computer. And it was a little glitchy, but it was the best we had, and it was entertainment. Uh, then we were able to figure out how to uh, digitally stream Spotify through the Zoom call. So it was crystal clear. Um, and basically, I would go through Spotify. We'd pick the '90s or something like that, or we'd, or we'd have '90s, '70s, '80s, and I would play a random song. And Bob's huge into music. Corey's big into '90s music, um, and it was it was super fun. Um, we finally had to because everyone was shouting, and you're on a Zoom call, and you know, first person gets the point. We'd play to 21. And apparently, Zoom doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, it doesn't work very well. And Bob was very serious about it. And uh, so, so we, we came up with the hand-raising idea. So the first hand I saw, r- risen, rose. <laughs> first hand rose. Uh, risen. First hand that was raised. Uh, they got the opportunity. They got five seconds to answer uh, if they knew that song. And uh, you'd find after a few drinks there was a lot of hemming and hawing. And, oh, I, I know it. Uh, uh, and I go, eh, <laughs> time's up. And Bob would have a couple-second rebuttal. I feel like Bob would just sit there like this the whole time. Well, it was funny because it's his hand up, just as, sitting there. As as good of a sport as he was, most of the time, uh, it's it's only one of the few times that I've actually seen him walk away from something. And did and, he? Oh, he he a few times said he's calling it a night before the game even ended because he mm-hmm. was not happy that you were that you were winning. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I- I'm done with this. I'm done. Taking my ball and, and going I'm, home. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, just finished the 20 ways. Like, right, There's nothing to do with, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, this. I, I just got to go. Right. But I remember I talked to him later and he's like, oh, I was getting pissed because of this, that, and the other. But we, we all had our little isms dur- during shutdown. But this is kind of something led off of that. Um, and, uh, and so, so Corey, that's it, it blows me away that, that you don't know this one. But I guess that's why it's at number fifty. But it also makes a huge difference when too to hear it. to hear the song, because yeah. I might not know the actual name of it, and that mm-hmm. was the hardest part when we would play that that trivia game was 
actually knowing and remembering the name of the song and the artist. And the funny thing, too, and Bob would be the first person to tell us, is that we found on St. Patrick's Day, um, found out on St. Patrick's Day a few years ago uh, when, it, when we first shut down, um, that we came downstairs to do a little karaoke on our podcast microphones. Uh, we were the only ones that could hear ourselves. There was no audience. Uh, but when you've been drinking since, you know, 10 in the morning, uh, and it was late in the day, and there's a lot of green lights, green shirts, beads, uh, anal to be exact. Of course. Naturally. Uh, As any good podcast the, the has. Best, the best thing in the world at that time was, oh, my God, these guys really need to listen to me sing right now. <laughs> And so he, I remember he pressed record. I begrudgingly for me because I'm like, this does not need to be anything that needs to be kept anywhere. And uh, and something faint, uh, something big about Bob is him and I both like bare naked ladies. And I know the words to one week. I me- remember when the fast paced song I memorized when I was really young because I thought it was crazy how fast it was. Apparently, Bob knows it as well. Well, after a few drinks, thank God. After a few drinks, <laughs> Bob tends to lose lyrics, so he got past. It's been one week, and then it was Chinese and chicken, and we talked about it later. And he's like, "Dude, I know this fucking song." I but at the at that time, it was as if I'd never heard it before. Like he's like, words were just not coming out. So, uh, moving on here. Let's see. Number 49, Wishing on a Star by the Cover Girls. I don't know that song. No, I don't know the song or the the band. Whatever you want to call them, a group. Mint Condition, Breaking My Heart, Pretty Brown Eyes is what it says. No. KWS, Please Don't Go for number 47. Um, I think I know that song. Uh, Number 46, something that we all know, uh, Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer. I'm aware of that one. Shake, bring those pants back, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the parachute pants. <laughs> Moving down to number 45, Shakespeare Sisters. I've never heard of, but Stay. Uh, there's so many songs called Stay, I'd have to hear it. Uh, PM Dawn, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. No idea. Elton John, The One, is number 43. Uh, Mariah Carey, Make It Happen. Number 41, Best Things in Life are Free by Luther Vandross and Janet Jackson. 92 was kind of shitty for music, huh? Towards uh, towards the number towards the 50. Top, I think you're going to get a little better. Uh, arrest, so. Arrested Shit. Development for Tennessee. Look at this. Number 39 in 1992, Queens Bohemian Rhapsody. Wayne's World. Number 39. Yeah. I didn't even know fucking... He was still alive in, in, in 1992, but I guess he was. But it didn't come out in 92, though. That's the thing. It didn't? No. Wayne's World came out in 92. Yeah. The movie really... It, it had a resurgence. Resurgence, yes. yeah. Oh, huge. <laughs> uh, Technotronic featuring Yakid K. I, actually, I do know Technotronic. <laughs> move This. I know Move This, too. How does that song go? Mm, nice try, buddy. <laughs> nice try. A couple more shots. We might have That's, been able to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thinking back to my Skateland days. Number 37 is It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys to Men, which was a great song. Uh, TLC's Ain't Too Proud to Beg in number 36. Oh, man. 35, Tevin Campbell. Excuse me? 
Wasn't Tev- that Tevin? Wasn't that the guy that was a model that like made one song or something? Tevin Campbell. I think it, I think <laughs> it was. About to find out. Tell me what you want to do. Ooh, that's got a creepy ring to it. Tell me what you want to do uh, is the title of the number one R and B single by singer Tevin Campbell. To date, the singer is Campbell's biggest hit, peaking at number six. Maybe I'm thinking of Tyrese. <laughs> I do, think so. So. Crazy, he has to be one of the only people on the face of the earth named Tevin that's famous. Because <laughs> the second I typed in T E V and then hit I, it was, Tevin Campbell was the first thing that popped up. Just because your computer's listening to you, Sophie Thanks. Sophie B Hawkins uh, is number thirty four with "Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover." I- I'm starting to see a theme that uh, a lot of sex was going on in the nineties. Number thirty three is Bobby Brown humping around. Mm. <laughs> you know, as as one does. That doesn't add to th- that theme at all. No. Uh, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit is number 32. I figured that would have been way I was going to say, that's really far down. That's very yeah. far down. It was before they, it was like an artist, you know. It's like before they died, they're never appreciated, you know. Uh, number 31 is Come on, Come and Talk to Me by Jodeci. You were about to say, uh, Come on, Eileen, weren't you? Yeah. Come on <laughs> and talk to me. I do remember Jodeci was pretty big. Um, Joe Public, Live and Learn. What the fuck is that? Joe Public actually sounds familiar. I don't know about the song name, though. You're thinking of his brother, John Q. Oh. No, that's just how I sign all my documents. (laughs) Uh, Number 29 is Giving Him Something He Can Feel by En Vogue. Number 28, If You Ask Me To by Celine Dion. I was not a Celine Dion fan. Everything just sounds the same, and she can't talk. Because she's Canadian. Yeah, because you love me, you're here. Um, Atlantic Star with Masterpiece, number 26. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by George Michael and John. That's actually a fucking good song. I'm trying to think of that song. Don't let the sun go down on me. <laughs> that Alan John song? How do you not know that song? No, I, I'm just, it's kind of funny that they don't want something to go down on them. Ho! Oh. <laughs> uh, number number 25, uh, Prince and the New Power Generation, Diamonds and Pearls. Uh, I wasn't a big Prince fan, but I know people are crazy about Prince, so I'm sorry, Prince fans. <laughs> sorry, Todd. Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, Todd. Todd's very upset that Nick doesn't like Prince. He's leaving the game now. <laughs> I feel like I need to get on the cast. Yeah. House of Pain, Jump Around. I know that was huge. I still love House of Pain. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mariah Carey's at number 23, Don't Let Go, or Can't Let Go. Um, 22 is Patti Smith and Don Henley, Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. Madonna's uh, This Used to Be My Playground is number 21. CeCe Peniston. Oh, finally. It sounds like a prescription. It yeah. does. CC Penistilla. <laughs> uh, 19, Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. Tom Cochran with Life is a High. Oh, Jesus, I could do without that song. Uh, it's, it's a good it song. All, it was in all the National City commercials all the time. Life is a highway. And that really You, mean, you don't want to ride Jesus it all night Christ. long? Yeah. And, and then it was. You know, a country song they did, it was the same song. I'm like, no. Um, Number 17 is November Rain, Guns N' Roses. 
Great song. Um, Mariah Carey's I'll Be There, 16. Number 15, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. How is that not higher up on the list? I'm surprised. I do specifically remember as a kid. That brought the mullet into the spotlight right there. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) I remember as a kid being in a bar with the old school flipping record jukebox, and we walked in, and the place was absolutely packed up north, middle of nowhere, bar pizzas, beers all around. At Pappy's? No, it wasn't Pappy's. <laughs> Damn it. I but love it was, Pappy's. Was, I still think about Pappy's, by was, the way. It was right around there. Do. So do I. And all of a sudden, and I was like, oh, this is that new song. I can't believe they have it. I was really, really excited. <laughs> and hence how Nick became a country fan. Yep. <laughs> um, so, uh, so going on to number 14, another one by MJ, Black or White. Uh. The reason I picked this list, and probably way too high on the list and not close enough down to number one, is something that's near and dear to my friend's heart. I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred at number 13. 13's pretty solid for that song. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty let's, solid. Let's be, yeah, I mean, it was very popular. It was, I mean, it, yeah. It's, it's still semi-popular, I'm sure. I mean, it's number one in my heart, but. Naturally. There's uh, something, I don't even know how it was discovered, but apparently if you play in the right moment, you play I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred, Corey will strip off his shirt and uh, shimmy around uh, wherever he is in a really weird Corey little uh, slow movement dance. Your DJ. Who's your DJ for your wedding? <laughs> and and there's, I, there's a lot of people that try and take advantage of it. Obviously, for the amazing show, uh, but I can't because usually the time that this song is playing, um, we've had a couple libations, and I oh. I am so tickled by it. Like I, it is just such a ridiculous display that I just can't breathe. Sometimes I'm laughing so hard, and it never gets old. And there's a lot of people that know he does that, and they try and pull at that thread a little too early. It's gotta be, it's gotta be at the right and right he'll, time. He'll go, nope, nope, nope. it's not the time. And I'm like, and I'll even say, I'm like, like Bob will come up to me or somebody, you know, and be like, oh, dude. <laughs> not, to, <laughs> not to be specific. <laughs> little, but. I mean, but there are other people that know, and they'll be like, oh, hey, a little, little right side. I'm like, mm, it's not the time yet. That's and happen. then they push it anyhow. And then, you know, Corey gives the, the nod of no, and uh, the night goes on. Uh, two months from now. Number 12. No, it's getting fucking close. <laughs> number 12 is Mr. Big, uh, To Be With You. Definitely wear that one. Yeah, Monster Ballad. Uh, uh, number 11, Shanice. Shanice. Love, I love your smile. I know we can all remember humming along to that one. <laughs> Again, maybe if I heard it, but. Wait a second, is this Shanice? It's pretty uh, high on the list. Number 10, John Cicada, Just Another Day. Just remember this. You're at 13. Dude, dude. These are all in front of you. <laughs> this is the only thing I hate, absolutely hate about putting our stuff up on can't hear it. on streaming services that we can't play these songs right now because it would be it's, awesome to have them queued up and ready strange. to go. So apparently, didn't you guys say in the past that on Spotify, if you stream on Spotify, you can play music from Spotify on a podcast? You'd have to ask Bob more about that. I'm pretty sure that they said that. Um, number uh, Number nine. Color Me Bad, All for Love. Number eight, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. RHCP, 
always bringing the noise. Uh, number seven in vogue again, my loving. You're never gonna get it. That was a, that was a good song. Uh, number six, a song that never did anything for me. I understand the premise of it, but it was just depressing. Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. I'm sorry. That was a page turner every time that came on. I was like, ha <laughs> turn the page. I get it. Yeah. I see what you, you get did that? there. You get that? <laughs> you didn't fucking mean to do that. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I just, that, that's another one. I, obviously, I know Clapton, but I, I don't know. That was a, would you know my name if I saw you You definitely know that. You know yeah, that song. Not, it doesn't sound like it. I want to listen to really, it. No, <laughs> it's, no, it's not one. It's, it's, really, a, it's a real tearjerker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's about his kid that died. Oh, fantastic. And that's how it's sang. Because I know there'd be no more tears in heaven. It's it's like, okay, well, are we? We're, I feel like I'm at a funeral for your kid every time the song how, comes out. It's how does sick. kid die? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, obviously, we our hearts go out to him, uh, but you know well, that's why I asked the question. Number five, TLC, baby, baby, and one more time, baby. Three babies in that TLC song. <laughs> Took a lot of time to come up with that one. Yeah. Hey, listen, let's call it baby. Oh, baby, baby. No, 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 no. How about baby, baby, baby? So that's why go. you're the lead singer. So this says uh, left eye. The four and a half year old son of the rock guitarist Eric Clapton was killed yesterday morning. This is obviously from uh, 1991. Uh, killed yesterday morning when he fell out an open bedroom window on the 53rd floor of a Manhattan apartment building. Jesus. Mm, did he fall out though? What I want to know is how do you open a window on the 53rd floor that you can just fall out of. I mean, 91, I believe they, you still might've been able to. So it says the, it fell through a window that had been inadvertently left open following janitorial work in an apartment. Clapton was staying in a hotel nearby. Yeah. I don't think you just accidentally fall out of a window. I mean, unless the 53rd floor natural selection. I mean, I mean, I, I would know as a child not to, Go out yeah. a window. I wouldn't even go That's, near a window. I was. Gonna say, how old was the child? Four and a half. Just kidding. Our hearts go out to him. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Clapton. Yeah. Um, Disregard everything I, I just said. <laughs> he's, he's obviously I was, listening. So. I, I was oh, thinking, naturally. I was thinking his like he was like in his twenties or something. Oh, oh he no, was four no. and a half. Oh shit. Okay. I hope you feel good now. I don't. Are you are you happy <laughs> no, with yourself? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, it was a little little little. Okay. Boy. Yeah. Then that's yeah. Wow. Um, that is heartbreaking. Number four is Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last. Number three, Criss Cross with Jump with their one-hit wonder. Uh, two. Number two is Sir Mix-a-Lot with Baby Got Back. Again, all about all about sex in, in 92. Uh, and number one, not surprisingly, Boys to Men with End of the Road. Man, 92 is not a good year for music. I think that later on tonight, after the show, the post-show party, we're going to have to go through this Get list the, the and go, 92. oh, okay. I'm that, sure, I'm that's sure, who Shanice is. I'm sure we've heard like 90% of it. It's just, again, you hear the, the actual name, you're like, I don't fucking know. Corey, can you turn on baby, baby, baby? Oh, so I only have baby, 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 baby downloaded. <laughs> So that is the top 50 songs from 1992. By the way, have you guys ever heard um, Casey Kasem's breakdown 
<laughs> on the air breakdown when he didn't know his mic was still hot? I'm sure I have. I uh, f- it's it's hysterical. He's what the fuck? So basically, he had he's like, you're listening to Casey Kasem, and today we have a dedication going out to blah 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 blah, who lost their child and da 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 da, and he thought he was off the air. And it was after like this peppy upbeat song. <laughs> they they played him into talking about this. But it was like some really popular heavy upbeat song. And then he had to talk about this kid that died, you know, as a dedication. Or vice versa. And so he thought the mics were no longer hot. And then he's like, God damn it. Will you stop fucking playing upbeat fucking songs when I'm talking about a fucking kid dying here. Like, he goes fucking nuts. So if you have a, if you have a second, uh, check that out. I, I could see Casey Kasem being an old school radio guy that... Oh, my God, he lost his shit. Still slap a woman on the ass when he walked by him <laughs> in the office. And I feel like he probably did. They just they recently, his, uh, his, his ex or his widow or someone was auctioning off his stuff and uh, his letterman jacket from high school. Casey Kasem, who the fuck, first of all, why does he still have it? And who would want, Kate? you know, his like track and field jacket or some shit. It went for like thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, I, I get, because he, was he, was that a national radio show or yes. was that? America's Top 40, wasn't it? Okay. I, I, I obviously remember him and, and listening to the show, but. Never really thought about if it was a national show or yeah, he local was show. Na- nationally syndicated. I mean, it was not local. Yeah, I, I like maybe if it was like they're like, oh, his Casey Kasem's microphone that he used. Then I'm like, oh, I get it because that's absolutely when he was big time and was well known. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's something that he used every day and spoke into. And it, but yeah, his varsity jacket or whatever. That's I don't. I, I don't think he was that big of a name. He was no Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't know who would be like, oh, my God, Casey Kasem's jacket. But there was obviously someone out there wanting to pay some thousands of dollars for it. Apparently Mrs. Uh, Kasem needed some cash, so. <laughs> Sounds like it. All right. So going into, let's see, are these? Oh, okay. Did Bob type all these? Type all what? These hundred, oh, thanks. These hundred questions. Um, he's got them all dated. He must have copy and pasted this because three twelve. Yeah, he asked uh, when we asked last podcast, "Did you go to a sleepaway summer camp as a kid?" Uh, when people stand up for a standing ovation, are you usually one of the ones that stand up, or one of the ones that, sooner than later? Okay, yeah, we discussed all that. So, so now we're moving on. So we can we can populate this with this week. So we're going to move on to a 100-question segment, but not before we do a schnozcast shot. Uh, Myself, Mr. Selesky, and Greg Gumtow. Uh, Let's go around and just uh, talk about tonight real quick what we're having. I'm no surprise. I still am doing uh, blue light and fireball. Corey, what do you got tonight? Uh, Still doing the hard sodas, and this is a shot of fireball, but I I got some watermelon pucker in there today. So I so pucker is is delicious because it tastes yeah. like Jolly Ranchers to me, but not I, very high alcohol content. It, it's what I've done before in the past, like you know, college age was mixing like pucker with vodka because it just you know I don't it doesn't do anything. It's just like a 
sugary syrup that really doesn't play the part, you know. But, yeah, I'm apparently going back the older I get. Yeah. <laughs> Butter shots Re- and reliving the <laughs> watermelon. And for and for people that don't know what hard soda means, what what is that? Oh, it's uh from Bud Light. It's a I wouldn't say it's a seltzer by any means because it's definitely sweeter than a seltzer. No, it's not. Um, it's not sweeter than a seltzer. It's not a seltzer. Oh, it, this that's the the market they're going for though. Uh, it's zero car or zero sugar. Um, but for those, yeah, those that want the zero sugar, uh, but don't want that seltzery kind of just bubbly water taste, hard sodas are the way to go. Yeah, it's uh. I don't I don't know what happened. Uh, Corey had some in the fridge one time, and I had like four or five of them, and I thought they were delicious. So basically there's cherry cola with like vodka in it. There's cola with like vodka in it. There's orange soda with vodka. And there's one more, isn't there? No, there's only the four. Uh, oh, uh, the lemon lime. Sorry. And then the lemon lime to emulate like Sprite or something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these these are fantastic, you know. And then I bought them, and I had two, and I'm like, these are disgusting. <laughs> like, they were so sugary, like, with that artificial sweetener, but he likes them. So, Greg, what do you drink tonight, buddy? I am a back to my 14-year. Did you say, hey, bae? I said, I am back. To- hey, bae, thanks for hey, calling bae. on me. <laughs> totally busting me. So you're back to what? Um, I am back to drinking my Belvani 14-year Caribbean cask. And what is that, a scotch? Scotch, yep. Better you than me, my friend. So yummy. God bless you. You want some? No, thanks. All right, so we're going to do a salute and hope our good friends uh, who are not present, Todd and Bob, are having a good time wherever they are. Cheers. All right, so moving on to 100 questions. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) forgot that was Fireball. Wow. I could have gave you something else. I, I wasn't going to try to yell over the mic and all that. I, I could have grabbed bottles disappointed. This didn't taste <laughs> like watermelon candies. It is good. It's very, very good. Well, it's fucking, <laughs> there's nothing in it. I know. Uh, okay. Uh, Corey, do you photograph your food? No, God, no. No? I've tried. I've tr- actually, there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I am going to capture this moment when the food gets here because I know it's going to be so good and look so good. I'm going to take time to do that and be that person. I'm too hungry. And then they set it down. I'm like, oh, my food's here. And I start eating. And I'm like, shit. I meant to take a picture of that. Oh, piece of candy. What's oh, you, piece of candy. What you do oh, is you take, a, you take a picture after you're done with the forks in there. Like, this was delicious. <laughs> Presentation, 10 out of 10. Some of the funniest yeah. things I've seen is, like, some of the YouTubers that will, like, troll their girlfriends and... The girls who like get this really fancy dessert or something like that, and they're like this, and they just go. Before <laughs> <laughs> they take it, they get so fucking mad. They get so mad. Greg, yes, you do. Um, not typically. So I used to do it with like my meal preps and stuff like that, and then I would get a dozen Facebook messages when I would post it. Can you meal prep for me? Can you do that for what? me? Get a fucking life. <laughs> for real though. Give me a break. I, I got it a lot. Meal prep. I get it a lot. You know what? And, I uh, bet so there's. I, don't I bet that's a missed opportunity right there. Business. Opportunity. It is. You it's, pay us the money and we prep you for a week. No, there's there's lots of companies there's out there. Companies there's a lot that do that, but there's that's none funny. that are like. Chili pillow. I mean, it's one of those things where I I kind of get nervous cooking for other people. Like if I mess something up, it's just me. Yeah, it's not a big deal. 
But mm-hmm. if I'm like, oh, hey, guys, here, I made dinner for you guys, and it's not good. Like, this is horse shit. This, yeah, I'm like, ah, I fucked up. It is, it is disappointing if you upset uh, someone you're cooking for. Yeah. I intimately know that. I was going to say, if anybody knows, it's you. But, yes, I, I'm not saying, like, the food you guys have is delicious, by the way. Um, but, I mean, I don't usually take pictures. Usually, like, a Snapchat. I don't really put it on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. It's like, oh, dinner, Snapchat's gone. Yeah, I always said I, I've meant to before, especially something like I make and I'm like, oh, I, I think I I'm proud of myself. I I did good on this, mm-hmm. and then I sit down immediately start eating it. Demolish. Yeah, you, you, you can't completely. And there's no surprise to anybody that I'm I'm a yes. Um, you know, I'm in the food business now, and uh, love food. So to yeah. be fair, yeah, uh, yeah. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair, uh, you did that way before you were in the food industry, though. It's true. It was obviously. Yeah, that you. is very true. Thank no, that you. is true. It, it I was not uh, vouch for that. It was one. obviously. It, <laughs> it was, was in, a, it was in your in your your uh, blood. It was a missing puzzle piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I every, always thought you would be a chef. Everything happened for a reason. You know, everything happens for a reason. This is obviously my true calling. So. And when you do, I'm like. Just bring some home. Yeah. Drop it off by my house. It's two minutes away. <laughs> and uh, Mike's Mike is now dabbling with curry dishes. British, I saw that. British curry dishes. I don't know if you guys like Kinda. it. He started asking me. He's like, uh, are you going to see the boys tonight? You know, And and I know well, we just got a little busy and I, and I lost track. But the only thing that popped in my mind was how Bob hated curry. And I'm like, well, he's not going to be there. But I can't see Corey liking curry. I I, I do. I've never um, had it, but I would be. There's a lot of flavors. And there's a lot of. Yeah, really- no, I, I, I definitely like it. It's just, it's not something like I could sit down and have like an entire bowl of in one sitting. Like yeah. I'll, I'll taste it and. And a lot, know. and a lot of it is unfamiliar spices, but it is spicy. Oh yeah, and I mean Corey's doesn't deal well with the spices. And I, I know take- there's there's some out there that I mean will make you shit your pants on sight. Yeah. How I'm, spicy I'm more it of is. like a like a medium mild mild medium. But yeah, yeah, we can we can we can dumb it down um as much but apparently this is something I had no clue of that chef Mike has has schooled me on many times is that um curry a curry dish is basically like a, a whole group of indian food and apparently it's huge in the uk like they're ver- I, I don't even know like like us like us getting a pizza they get a, a curry they call it a curry dish or they call it oh i could go for a curry tonight like as if we would say i'm like a curry what like curry chicken what are oh well, i could go for a curry tonight i'm like what the fuck what does that mean but apparently he said it's indian curry food is like some of the best you'll get in the world is in the UK. And I had no clue of that. I'm like, I know fish and chips clearly, you know, but I didn't know that that was a big, and he posted something today online and these people came out of the woodwork. Oh my God. No place knows how to do a proper curry. And I'm like, curry. What? I, I, I will say though, too, that I think curry's starting to become like the new hipster trend. Oh boy. Maybe a, a, a lot of there's a lot of curry inspired things out there, and and I get it because it it is, and it, it's kind of an easy dish to make like on your own to your own liking and taste. Not saying it's going to be the best for everyone else, like you guys are doing. Um, 
But I I see a huge trend of, of a lot of people Dude, he puts, jumping on the curry wagon. He's, he puts spices in this thing that I've never even heard of. The flavors that you've never even experienced. Like it, it's crazy the the amount of different spice the Indian spices like, and I've never like really dabbled in Indian food. Like I know curry and I know curry is overpowering and I know the flavor of curry. I could I could be like, yep, that's got curry in it, but it's not that. I mean, there's like twenty five different. He's got a whole Indian spice box like this huge container, and he, he made a curry which was just like a brown curry sauce. No proteins in it, and it had like star anise, and it had clove, and it had which are things we know, and we had cur- curry, and it had then all this other stuff like, you know, crazy things that I don't even know the names of. Like he made, he just on a whims came up with a what's that on a what on a whims on a whim, yeah on a whim. Okay, whim. Maybe there's several of them. And a lot of whims in there. Yeah, that's right. Okay, fucking piggy tail. Easy. So, Not my coattails. So he came up with. He's like, let's add this to the menu, and it's a, um, it's a smoky tempeh burrito. So tempeh is like, um, kind of like a, a substitute meat product, like a soy kind of. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't really sound good. And it's got all this stuff in it, but it, it's got the curry flavor in it. And apparently what goes with curry is like a like a mint crema kind of thing. But they call it like a mint raita. Yeah, you lost me on the mint. Uh, trust me. It works. It doesn't sound good, but it, it fucking works. Just it's like, like that, a that yogurt or whatever that uh No that <laughs> I gave fresh cream or whatever it was supposed to be. That I, I grabbed the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. So clotted cream is a British thing, and you that's what it was. Clotted cream. I should have left it when you the second you said clotted, clotted cream, yeah, like, yeah, I'm out. I should have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. done. So so you you literally just take, um, and I was like, no, that that sounds gross. I don't want anything you put on scones. No, I'm I'm fine, and I don't like sweets. But I know intimately now how it's made. It's it's literally just, um, like heavy whipping cream that you put in a pan and you put in the oven on a very low heat for like twelve hours. So you lose all the water. So you know how sweet cream is so you know so you put on scones you do i know somebody who makes scones do you so yes, do I. I do so do i yeah <laughs> same person so yeah <laughs> she better not put clotted cream on that shit because it's gonna kill the scones so so anyhow so it it turns into like almost like a consistency of white dog shit no like <laughs> like cream cheese and it is like the richest creamiest Awesome taste <laughs> you can think of. It is really thick, and it is is it is made. If you ever drank like cream, like heavy whipping cream, and thought, "Oh, this is never drank it." I've never done that. I mean, if you've tasted it, you're like, "Yeah, this is good," but I'm not going to drink it. You know, this is like a different. Anyhow, so he was at Mike's house one time, and I grabbed the old clotted cream because it doesn't have preservatives in it, and it goes off pretty easily. I grabbed the old one by accident. I did not. I, chef rule number one i didn't fucking taste it myself and i gave it to Corey because we had to make it constantly and it was an older one and he tasted it and it had gone off and and he made and i'm like there's no way if you tasted this it's first of all it's it's not spicy it's not seasoned it's it's just like 
if you tasted cream cheese and were like, this is disgusting, it, and, then you'd be like, I'd be like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Everyone loves cream I mean, cheese. And, it's yeah, fucking it, bland. It, it, looks you know? it, it looks like homemade, um, like Cool Whip. Yeah. So you're like, cool oh. Whip. But it's very cool thick. Whip. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the look of it so is So I knew appealing. with his palate, I'm like, he likes sweets, and it says no seasoning under or anything like that. There's no way he's not going to like this. And he was just all up in arms and making faces and all this stuff, and I'm like... Okay, I'm like, there's now I'm starting to go against thinking about anything I know about you as far as food because there's no way you could not like you, this. So you you know, like when you eat cat, like a ton of Captain Crunch, that <laughs> like film you get cat litter. <laughs> yeah, well, you might as well have been eating cat litter. That that film that you get inside your mouth. Yes. Imagine that times a thousand. The second it touched my lips, it was like I couldn't get the that taste or the, the film of it off my like lips. A membrane. Yeah, and then I swat I'm like, that, I can still feel all that just coating the inside <laughs> of my mouth. And I was like, this is, oh, my God. I'm like, this is absolutely disgusting. I'm like, why did you let me try this? And I'm like, dude, you're such a fucking ass. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're an ass. You're, you're obviously hard to please. Go eat your fish sticks. And I was like, oh, dude, it's like a captain going down with his ship. I'm like, I, I, let, let me see what, you know. There's no way. And I tasted it and it's like soured and gone off. And I'm like, <laughs> and I actually yeah, saw right. like on the inside Whoops. of the cap, once I turned it upside down, there's like mold growing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is <laughs> disgusting. I immediately put it in the sink, flushed it out. I'm like, I fucked up. Guess what? Still haven't tried an actual fresh version of it, but. <laughs> well, I told him, I said, unfortunately, I said, the, the other stuff is so leaps and bounds different than this. And it's amazing. I said, but I feel like I burned that bridge that you will never try the actual stuff because you had this. I'm surprised at this point that you eat anything that Nick offers you. <laughs> well, I'd say when 99% of it I mean, is it, not it's, gone it, off. It's it's usually good. Yeah. Uh, th this was just a... A fluke. Uh, yeah, I guess oh. so. But it, it, it was a bad one. Like, dude, it, well, it's, I was, it's, something I was little, it's something homemade, and yeah. it's white, and it, it doesn't, like turn black when it's bad so i just grabbed the one in the back and i should have grabbed the one in the front and, uh, yeah and i mean it's like i i've had worse things in life too obviously but i said it, it, that film it left oh it was just it was instant dude when i tasted it, i was like oh god i'm like this is <laughs> disgusting i'm like this is not how it should taste Corey. just so you know yeah, he's dude, like i'm never fucking trying this shit again <laughs> i do i was so thrown off by it so thrown off it was disgusting but i you know yeah. it, you live and you learn. Maybe if Mike offered it to me next time, I, I would be nice and try it again. And there you go. Like, oh, wow. This is amazing, Mike. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So that's Your fucking the, nephew doesn't know how to make this shit. That's, I didn't make that. <laughs> it just went off. So that was question number one. <laughs> next. Uh, All right. Moving right along. In our 100 questions segment. So the next question we got here. Um, would you rather lose all of your hair or gain 50% more hair? That's the next question. We're going to go with Greg first, even though I feel like that's already happened to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know Greg's answer. But. Yeah, I think I would rather... We're talking like just on our head, face, body. Uh, it's just... Like, do I have alopecia where I just go completely bald of everything? You, you would lose all the hair on your body, or gain 50% more than what you have right now? I would look ridiculous, bald, and no beard. I'd be, yeah, give me the hair. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Just wooly-willy it up? Yep. Fuck it. Let's go. 
How about you, Corey? I was going to say, I already have a shit ton of hair myself, so... Uh, 50%. What's, what's a little bit more? I mean... Uh, dude, the maintenance is already ridiculous, so... You're looking at werewolfism, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm far from it. Part of the old uh, lycanthrope society. Yeah, so... I, 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 yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm the same way, like, to be, like, like a seal, like, completely smooth... <laughs> I don't think I don't think any woman would be like oh. Nick glides right through that water. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's an easy one. Um, oh god, I mean, come on. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or set it free? Kill it. Kill it. Fuck. I mean, really? Who's setting uh, my, it fucking my, free? My cousin's wife. When there's like an ant or something like that in her house, she'll actually trap it and then put it back outside. When she's mowing the lawn, she goes extra slow so she doesn't hit any grasshoppers. Oh my god! Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, hang on though. Let me let me interject a little bit. Yeah. Now, what if you were to find a ladybug inside the house? There's too many Japanese beetles. So. Don't care. I'm killing it. You're killing a ladybug? Yeah. The only the only. Oh man. Ladybugs only, are great. So if if it's legitimately, if you can tell the difference, it's not orange. It's not, red. That's an actual ladybug, not a Japanese beetle. Japanese beetles are nuisance and they bite and they're. Not cool at all. The only Ladybugs thing, are really good for the environment. The only thing I don't kill, ironically, in my house is centipedes. Why? Because they kill other bugs. So we're on the same level. Yeah, they also bite. Don't worry about that. <laughs> they're, they're, they bite and they're fucking disgusting and terrifying. They have tiger stripes on them. It and they matter. crawl up through your drains to other houses. That's fine. I don't care. They kill other bugs. They actually house centipedes. That's what they're nicknamed. Um, house centipedes get huge. They're terrifying. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be good. They are a carnivorous uh, insect. Um, but one of the traits that a house centipede has that is just adds to the horror of what they are. First of all, I've seen my sisters, you know, have shown me bites before that they've had um, from them when we were growing up. But is that they their legs are meant to detach when attacked uh, and pull off. And they wiggle back and forth purposely to distract whatever predator was going after them. So they detach their legs. The leg has a nervous reaction that keeps wiggling to cause whatever's going after them to focus on that leg while they get away. I mean, I guess that's brilliant, but they, they do have fucking fangs and... They're disgusting. I hate them. I kill. I kill every not, single fucking house. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm like this bug has tiger stripes, dude. They're nocturnal. They have detachable, wiggling legs. They can fucking bite you. Like, fuck that. They come up through the drain. I mean, could anything else be more nightmarish? Um. All right. What's something, Corey, that you could eat for one week straight? Crab legs. <laughs> Clarifying question. Yeah, Todd. <laughs> yes, Mr. Uh, Dillon. Mr. Dillon, uh, do you gain any weight? Or is this just something? Uh, it, uh, no, we'll say no. No? Yeah. <laughs> now now the mean? doors are open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say... Yeah, chicken breast. Honestly, it's chicken. I, I knew I was going to say that. I could actually... I you can do that now. Pasta. Yeah. I do do that now. <laughs> I, was saying, uh, I, I can't necessarily have crab legs every day of the week. Yeah. 
You can. I could as well. We we think, could all have chicken breast anything, if we wanted to. Anything that I pick would be something. Uh, I could eat pasta. I think different types of pasta every single day of the week. Ugh, that'd and be, be okay so with heavy. It. Yeah, it would. It'd be I think that's hence the weight question. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to know. It's but I mean, just heavy feeling like all that fucking pasta. Um. Yeah, I would have to say. I definitely like crab more than I like lobster. Oh God, it, yeah. It'd be nice if I said seafood but if it had to be something specific i would say like king crab legs um or or some version of crab uh so really no i'm not answering beyonce or rihanna no okay on that note let's take a shot off cheers cheers i don't know you keep pressing that button i'm not hearing it through the cans by the way I know. Oh, that was. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. I can see the uh, audio level spiking, even though we can't hear it for some reason. So, oh, okay, it'll be in the video. I hope. <laughs> this is a Bob question. Greg, paper or digital? Ooh, really? Who would say paper? It depends. If I'm reading something like a. Digital. A book or something that I want. A book. <laughs> but like, if I'm writing some sort of declaration of our independence, I want it to be paper. on paper. Paper, yeah. Yeah. You, no, you want to go with paper? Okay. I, hey, teach their own. It's, well, you could say, you know, paper, digital. I mean, paper can mean, you mean like actual paper, like a book. Do I want that or a Kindle? I'd rather have a, a book. Kindle. Yes, I would much rather have a book because if I have a Kindle or an iPad, I'm trying to read something. I'll go right to a game. Say, but you also this. you also like That's that. Why- you also like that <laughs> of those pages that you can physically mm-hmm. turn. Yeah, you can smell Greg it. Just like got a comic so hard. Book. He was you like, just get a comic book. Oh, I yeah. saw the table jump and, up. Did you see him? Old, he goes, mm-hmm. an old comic book. Just I never ever once got into comic books. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, thank I, no. thank God Bob's not here because he would fuck. <laughs> I like the premise of it. But me personally, yeah, I've never never got into them. But I will say, buddy, the Kindle thing, uh, you're not going out and playing games. Well, it, no, because the Kindle doesn't have games. Yeah. A, a, a Kindle is, is literally the perfect. Here's a game. Read a fucking book. Fuck there you yeah. go. <laughs> I'll have somebody read it to me. <laughs> book on they tape. Make, I was going to say they make <laughs> those. Book on tape. <laughs> so, uh, next question. Um, Corey. Most embarrassing store you may be seen in. Most embarrassing store I may be seen in. Mm-hmm. I got nothing for you, buddy. I don't. I don't care. Hot topic. Any, but you know, by by the standard of most people, like let's uh, we we understand you don't care. But what would you say is your your most questionable store? That you'd be like, uh, I could see how some people would think this is a little embarrassing. It's not personally for me, but I get it. Like Lover's Lane. I was going to say, she's going to hate me for it, but yeah, that'd probably be the yeah. only yeah. Cirillas or Lover's Lane. That's, that's probably it. That's true. That's kind of like. I mean, because, I, I, yeah, I've passed that. Like, I've been in plenty of stores with Danielle of like these makeup shops and all that weird shit. That it, it it just doesn't bother me. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm weird in that aspect, but. Or like guys that want, oh, she's going into Victoria's Secret. I'm going to 
stay out here and yeah, no, I'm going to go in there and have fun and make some <laughs> jokes. And <laughs> I, I never gonna got. Time. I'm going to make the best of this. Yeah, exactly. I'm extremely uncomfortable in any of those kind of fucking sections. Really? Oh yeah. I'm not. Everyone's not, so welcoming. Not, not. To, I, no, <laughs> they so are repressed. <laughs> they, they, they are. They are the people that are the most open-minded and welcome people. But I'm just like I'm not fucking going in there. Like I'm just I, I'll Dude. order something online. You know and, I'm not fucking gonna go. I don't. And, okay, we don't have a commonality because it's a sex shop. We're, we're not gonna we're gonna have a conversation. And, oh, it looks like you got a big night. Like like no, just fucking order something online. I would I would not go no, into a fucking but, sex shop. But what you have to remember too is that I'm sure a lot of things that those workers have seen and heard and questions that have been asked about, like oh, do you have a product that does this? Far exceeds, far exceeds anything it that does. you would ever imagine it's, going in there and saying. It's, no, it's it's something personal. It's just weird to me. I don't think that that should be a social environment. You know, it's not the fucking sixties. I don't feel like we should. Oh, let's let's go in. Hey, guess what? Just because it's a sex shop, that means we can talk about what I want to do in the fucking bedroom together. Like it's now socially acceptable to be like, there's really Oh, not, there's not that much discussion when you go in there. I, under, I understand. <laughs> I, I get that. But you're, you're still going, having, you're, you're not st- hanging out and having a coffee and you're being st- like, you're st- Oh, you're still <laughs> going, talking about these dildos. You're still going to the counter and you're like, Oh, those, uh, those, Anal beads are the size of an orange. No, you're still not. Little, no, you're those not. Are, those are a little big for you, don't you think? You're not doing that. I, no know, I'm, do- I know I'm not. Well, you're not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, there's and, probably some out there doing it. And I also feel like that those workers probably have so many, like, weird homeless people that come in and are like, oh, do you guys are, you know, you know, I just, it's fucking a weird environment. Just order it online. <laughs> order it online. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, though. So it's like Seinfeld used to say about fucking condoms. Like he's like, we, you know, we need to as guys. He's like, the most embarrassing thing is going and buying condoms. He's like, we need to have an understanding with the druggist. You know, when we walk into the pharmacy, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to say, you know, can you get me the large ones or the small ones? He's like, you just walk up to the counter, you do one of these, you give a little nod <laughs> to the druggist, and he goes. Have a nice day. And he puts it right in the bag. There's no questions asked. We don't talk about it. And you have a good one. And I'm kind of of that old school mentality where I'm like, I don't want to fraternize in a store that is yeah. like, we know why you're in here. <laughs> well, this clearly. Is the, yes. This is the only reason. This is the only reason you're here. Yeah, I disregard. Actually, bachelor and bachelorette parties, too. They cover those needs. So yeah, that could I, be the reason why yeah, you're in there. Fucking, uh, fucking vagina napkins and penis straws. I get it. You know, but. I'm saying what that... What do you do with a vagina napkin? You fucking wave your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. But... <laughs> but they're scented. <laughs> oh, whoa. Tuna. I got the strong one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. I got the larger best friend one. <laughs> oh. What's this extra napkin hanging oh, from my napkin? No. <laughs> Corey, that's just roast beef. That's not a napkin. Oh. But Fitting. but yeah, when but walking into there, it's like it's so purposeful. It's it's it, there's everyone knows why you're going in. Everyone does, and so it's 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 just it's fucking weird. I don't know. It's weird. I don't I don't I don't care for it, dude. I, I've I've had exes that were like, oh, in sections. This no, who cares? I like to go and look around. I'm like, fucking go, get I, what get what you want to get. That's fine. But I'm not going in there. Again, I think the, like, like with the workers and everything, 
uh, again, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, it would have to take like my mom walking in there and being like, awkward. And so I'd be imagine like, Wait that. A second, why are you here? <laughs> seeing me here? This is really um, fucking weird. Imagine that because that is my feeling there. all the time in one of those places. <laughs> really, that, that's yeah, that's that's weird to me. Yeah, but I, I have no interest. You know, because anything I want can be found online. Eh. You know, the huge, you know, my big toy chest upstairs with all my <laughs> stuff in it. That room that Lick keeps all locked up. Yep. <laughs> you thought that there were a bunch of empty cans in there. Oh, some sort of growling coming from in there? <laughs> Jesus. All right, moving on. Uh, that's, that's stupid. Um, would you go, Greg, would you go to the theater by yourself? Yeah, I've done it. Yep. To watch a movie. Yep. Corey? Uh, I've done it once. I'm just, I'm not a, a big theater goer in the first place, but I guess to stick with the question. Yeah, I, I, I would do it again. So I'll say this. Um, I'm, I'm with the, the theater mindset as I am with movies. I thoroughly enjoy a good movie. I just don't do it. I love going to see a movie, but it's probably been two to three years since I've gone. And I just, if someone's like, oh, let's go, I'm like, all right. And I have a good time. But so to go by myself, I'm, I don't have that, oh, my God, the new Marvel came out. I have to go see it. Like, I don't have that in my blood. So I'm, there's no movie that would come out that I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to go to the theater. Yeah, it, it would take a, a very, very special movie for me to actually want to do that on my own. But same question. It's a little easier for me because I live on my own, and so does my dad, and it's like, I, I kind of took on some of his traits, but go out to eat by yourself. Yeah, I've yeah. done it plenty of times before. Yeah, I have no issue. I have some of almost the most fun that I've ever thought of just on a whim. Um, just like going up to something, something stupid like Applebee's, having a couple beers, having some apps, looking at my phone, watching TV. If like a Wings game is on or something, like, yeah, I'll pay attention. And then fucking go home. And I'm like, this was great. I didn't have to deal with anyone else's conversation. I didn't have to fuck. There was no other agenda. No, They yeah. left me alone. I didn't get some weird fucking guy next to me. Like, oh, so you got one of those margaritas. Like, I, no, I just leave me the fuck alone. And do you remember, like, at Fairlane, all the, the dudes, like, at Starters or the, the chicks at Starters that would just come in and just get, like, a steak dinner and just just buy themselves? Yeah, a lot of people. So, and, and, I, yeah, and thinking about the amount of times I've, I, I've gone out to lunch by myself because I've already been out somewhere doing something or other, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to stop and get something to eat. I'm like, well, I don't want to go through a drive-thru and sit in my car and eat. I'll, I'll stop somewhere and sit down and eat real quick. Like, I, don't, I, I guess that's never really been something I've ever thought twice about. Yeah, I've, I've been more than comfortable going to a restaurant and just being like, yeah, it's just me to eat. That's what they're there for. Okay, so this is going to be near and dear to both of your hearts. And this is a request coming in from Cleveland. No. So here's the question, and we'll start off with Corey this time. Is a human life more valuable than a dog's life? Than a dog's life or my dog's life? A dog. No. Uh, where, uh, where's the where's the percentage? What's what does it line up? I there's so many questions I could ask. You know, it, people it, are throwing down their phones while they're. Oh, I'm. Are sure you it, fucking 
fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, what what I'm picturing in my head and, and what, what I'm really thinking about is in the situation of if a, if a dog's attacking someone, whether I know that person or not, that dog's going to be the one to lose. That, that's just... Uh, that just depends. Well, I'm, judging, the, I'm judging that guy hard if he's getting it, attacked by a dog. <laughs> I, I, and, and that's that. That's where all these I other mean, questions are you come walking to play, in but, Detroit and it's just some random pit bull that's been mistreated? And, you know... Nine, okay, 99% of the time, I'm saving the dog's life. Over a human. Yeah. That's like if you're taking everybody in the world. Like my family and friends, that's different. That's that 0.1%. So a person you don't know, the dog is going to live in. Probably. The dog's probably a better. better Don't say a better person. Don't say a better. (laughs) The dog's probably a better person than that person. So I'm going to say this here. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, there's laws in place for this. Of course, a human life is more important than a dog's life. You know. We can communicate. I mean, that's really the the line that's drawn is that we can we can talk to I'm, humans. Right. We can't, I'm not talk, disag- we can't talk to dogs and, and get what's going on. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Yeah. I just prefer dogs over people. No, so, yeah, as do I. And that's that's why it's so hard to answer that question because, yeah, there's so many subcategories and, and circumstances. circumstances that you can go into. That, like, yeah, if I was just walking down the street and saw a random dog and a random guy uh, and the dog was about to kill the guy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm going to help the guy out. Yeah. Now I'm going to be awfully upset at myself if I get done with taking care of the dog and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I was trying to rob that house." Then I'd be like, "Oh shit, I really fucked up." But it, now yeah, if I was walking down the street and I took care of the guy over the dog and someone's like, "Yeah, that's just some random ass rabbit dog that ran up and started mauling this guy." I'd be like, "God damn it, I killed the guy and I didn't kill the dog." It's so circumstantial because Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think about, you know, if you end up finding out that this guy is a fucking rapist and he had broken into, then, yeah, he had broken I, into the house and was on top of I'd be, a, a seven-year-old I'd fucking be girl. I'd be insanely pissed that I, yeah. I took care of the dog then. And this was, the, like, the nicest dog in the world, and it and it finally stepped up and, and was taking care of this guy and you off the dog. Yeah, I'd feel like shit. Yeah. Um, or it's, you know, some old man and it's a rabid dog, like you said. But I think the the rule across the board for most people is probably, I mean, that's why there's laws that, and it's only because dogs can't speak for themselves, you know? I mean, right. you don't know the other side of the story, but which is unfortunate because that's why they call him man's best friend, you know? That's like an unconditional love, you know, with most dogs. Um, I've grown up with dogs you know, just because I haven't had my own personal one. Um, doesn't mean I don't know dogs, you know, my whole life. So, and and they don't they don't, they're like a child. They don't understand all the different things that go on in life that cause people to make different decisions. They just know that they're loyal. That's it. It's yeah, it's in the moment. There's yep, no, nothing it. else that matters. That's it. If they're mistreated, they know that. If they're treated well, they know that. So it is what it is. We're gonna do two more, and then we're gonna move on. Uh, so uh, that. I don't understand where this comes from. Would you rather come face to face with a miniature hippopotamus or a giant cockroach? Both are mad. What the fuck is that? What does that even mean? How big is giant cockroach? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Hang on. First of all, Bob, 
obviously drops some acid or some shit the night that he. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think he wrote these. I think he, he just took found these, them. Yeah, took them from a list. Um. So we'll do something different. Um. No, hang on. I want to answer that one now. Oh Jesus! No questions asked. No, no other circumstances. What? I'm going with the baby hippo. That's just too cute. You have to kill it though. You got to fight it. That's fine. I'll dude. I'll fight a baby little hippo all day long. You know, a hippopotamus you, is like one of the most dangerous, dangerous animals, animals ever. It kills more yeah. people than. Have, any other animal. have you ever seen a baby hippopotamus? A, a baby hi- hippo can't hurt you at all. Exactly. And this is so, a, this well, is not even a, a giant. This is this is not even a, a a baby. This is a miniature. So it could be like right on the desk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm all day long. <laughs> Not not into ki- so Greg just made a motion that he was going to squash the hip, the miniature hippopotamus, and even baby even a baby hippopotamus, which is the size of like a potbelly <laughs> pig, they don't hurt people because they're babies. Uh, so this is even smaller. Greg's going to crush that, but the disgusting, terrifying fucking millipede or centipede, he's he lets those go. That Free roam around the, the question. Free roam around the house. That wasn't part of the question. I don't even take him outside. I just let him let him back into the bathroom. <laughs> You go right here, little sir. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry, I disturbed you. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. If you could push a button and make everyone in the world 7% happier, but it would also place worldwide ban on all s- hairstyling products, would you push it? Yeah. It, yeah. Not like my beard. Well, okay, hairstyle like on my hair, I'm like my beard. Well, that's also. I don't hair. want an itchy beard. That's also hair. No, I'm not pushing that button. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my think, my comfort level of my face is think, much. But but also think of the very wilted looks of some of the females around here that don't have any hair products. <laughs> Just the windswept looks. Of this. I, I mean, I, I'm already stuck, so I I guess at that point I'd be okay. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I would say I would say yes because it's it's contradictory. It's going to make everyone happier. So regardless if they have fucked up hair, they're going to be seven percent happier. So I guess I, w- I would. I don't think hair is that big of a fucking deal, but I, I would guess. say I, I was just personally thinking about myself and how little like actual hair product. Like, yeah, I use beard product and all that, but it's not. To a level of where, where if I didn't have it, I'd be like, oh, no, I can't go on without it. Yeah, as long as I can still go to Bo Ricks. <laughs> Bo Ricks? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lady Jane's all the way. Crystal Freeman over at uh, Gentleman First. Military Cor- military in Michigan. Corey's like, damn you, Supercuts. Go cuts. check him out. Damn you, Supercuts. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So, uh... That being said, we're going to move on to TT's TikToks. Still waiting on some intro music and all that for this uh, this segment, but... And some artwork, too. Yeah, you got it. I'll get you on the artwork. I've uh, never been asked, so... Well, of course we need artwork for it. No problem doing it for you, buddy. So, this uh, this first one here is... Something that I, I came across and it immediately, as a matter of fact, I saw the Facebook post that you tagged me in like the day before I found this of a guy trying to overcome his fear of heights. Yeah. Uh, going towards like a cliff in Ireland and he was down on the ground shaking, trying to pull you himself towards it. You never said anything about that. No, I, 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 
and it was weird. I even came across it because you, as a, you know, again, I don't ever open up Facebook and look at my notifications, right. but I happened to see it. And then I came across this, uh, little TikTok for you guys. And it definitely brought me back to that, uh, that same place of the guy in the cliff. What's up, Brave Gang? It is February, and that there is no competitions close. Our next ones start in June, so I rarely go up to the 20-meter platform. But I know how much you guys miss seeing me up there, so I decided to go up with my clothes today, and let me tell you, this is way scarier than going up in a swimsuit. At this point, we are 15 meters high, and we begin the climb to 18 meters and 20 meters indoors, the only indoor 20-meter platform in the world. So they're showing a woman uh, point of view camera of a woman walking up ladders, uh, going across all kinds of uh, scaffolding on an indoor uh, like Olympic sized pool. Thank you for joining me. Look how fucking high that is, dude. No, that is that is that is too high. I don't I don't enjoy that. That when I saw that video, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Not to mention if you if you underperform. In a situation like that, like you were to jump. No, it, you're it, so dead. <laughs> no, if you were to jump into the pool, if you underperform and, and don't, you know, pencil dive perfectly, it's going to be like hitting cement. Yeah. So you really have to, that's that's why in those Olympic high jumps and, and things like that on in natural bodies of water, they have a scuba team underwater the whole time videotaping and rescue watching because if you just flail a little bit like you break your arm you know you do anything you know you'd be dead very quick and luckily she posted a follow-up oh boy so this is the crazy walkway up to the 20 meter that you guys always freak out about I thought I would walk and talk as we make our way. You guys know that I'm a Team Canada high diver and Red Bull cliff diver, and we get to train on an indoor 20 meter here in Montreal all the time. We're very, very lucky. And today I get to do one dive. It's my favorite dive. It's a front double half. And I'm so excited to show you guys. We made it up to the 20 meter platform. Come take a look. Crazy. <laughs> no. Oh, <wow. laughs> That's so high. Yeah, what's the enjoyment? There she goes. Off oh! the side. That's so far down, dude. But she got there within a half a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I how this she does that for a living. I have no no freaking clue. Cause I dude, just to even get up there. Uh, no. I would go up there. I wouldn't jump, obviously, but I I would be okay with on the scaffolding with the um, all the steel around you. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, I, I know, like you're safe in there. Like they, that was a very <laughs> safe walkway and very here. safe platform. Once you get out onto that open platform, where the rails kind of stop at yeah. the end for you to dive off, that's where I I wouldn't no. I wouldn't be able to go close to that. Not not. In a million years, <laughs> dude. I uh, and the idea that someone dives from that height, like Nick was just saying about hitting water, and like, yeah, you make one wrong move, you're just obliterated. So, I, I I know I definitely could not be in the Red Bull cliff diving game. No, no. <laughs> there's there's no question about it. Um, I'm not a big fan of heights, uh, and I don't. 
you know, I don't understand. I mean, I love swimming and and being in the water and all that, but jumping from it doesn't do anything for me. Here's the last one I got for you guys. Yep. Cleanse the palate a little bit. I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good. Don't say anything inappropriate. We're on camera. So these are two ladies going up in a slingshot ride. That's what it looks like. Fudge knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the girl on the left. Right there. And she's out. And back. And back. I was going to say, those are the best parts of these videos is when people pass out. Dude. She, she, I think I just saw my dead dog. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm my pants right off. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I want to go home. Why does he just keep bouncing? <laughs> they didn't even count down. <laughs> Those are the best ones, and they're just like, uh, we're going to go. And we're going to go. And then they don't go. Dude, I'm I'm so shocked. When I watched this video the first time, so shocked that she didn't fucking puke oh all over God. herself. But yeah, there you guys go. That's uh <laughs> TT's TikToks for the week, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on. Oh, it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh done. Damn it, you got to give me more time before you switch over. That's okay. Uh, Jesus. Okay. We get the idea. So uh, for the gentleman's agreement uh, for this past week, we move on to see what we all had to watch. Um, and for myself, I had, I, I will come out and say I had Band of Brothers. Um, and... I was unable to watch that. I was also unable to do artwork this week. We had a, it's a new business that, that we're doing. Obviously no excuses, but uh, we had, we had a holiday and we've been, you know, 11 hour days every day. And, and there was just no time. It was something I didn't take into consideration. It was new. So I apologize to the listeners, um, but I'll double up this week and be able to figure something out and uh, watch the two movies for next week. Um, We'll start with Greg, who uh, had the 2021 version of Heist. Yes, I was. Mr. Corey Selesky. So it's a docu-series um, that kind of follows, I guess, Heist. That's kind of what the name is. But uh, I mm-hmm. watched the, the first part. It's actually it's three stories in two parts for each story. Uh, the first one I watched was Sex, Magic, Money, Murder. Um, it's basically about a, uh, I guess, a young abused woman who gets into a relationship with an individual who they then decide to rob a Loomis truck in Vegas. 
Uh, she goes on the lamb for a while. What is a Loomis truck? Um, basically, they went around and they filled up all the ATMs in the casinos. So, kind of like the Brinks trucks that are around now. Okay, like yep. so, a cash truck. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, not to give too much away, even though it is a true story. Um, got this whole plan together, executed it. Um, they never found the guy. Uh, the the lady eventually got pregnant, um, and then decided to turn herself in. Back, I believe, in two thousand and five. Uh, ended up doing five years. Based on a true story. Based on true stories. Um, actually, the people involved in it are the people who kind of tell the story. Um, and she did five years in prison for it uh, and has to pay back. So they actually stole $3.1 million. Good Lord. Yeah, and she has to pay restitution basically for the rest of her life on that. So, yeah, good luck. Um <laughs> But I mean, overall, it's it pretty good the way that it was done. It's it's not filmed like a. It's kind of filmed like a little movie, with the actual people who were involved narrating everything. Uh, so not too bad. I am going to watch. I I watched it uh, earlier today, and I am going to watch the other two. So this is a series. Um, yeah, there's there's three stories, is what it is. So I just watched the first one, and then there's this is the first season. Uh, they have two more stories on top of this one, and each one's about a little over forty minutes long. But it's very intriguing. I mean, if you're if you're into like uh, the heist stuff, uh, true crime, anything of that nature, I'd recommend uh-huh. it. it. It was a good pick. That was it was that legit. was that was from, from Mr. Selusky. Well, thank you, sir. Batting a thousand. I try always. I try. I mean, I didn't want to stroke his ego too much, but you know, well, not his ego. Maybe later. If you get in close, you can stroke something else. <laughs> Always right. open for stroking. Uh, all right, missed. <laughs> yeah, I close my eyes. It doesn't matter. A mouse a mouth. Oh. <laughs> moving on. <coughs> moving on to the blushing Corey Selesky. Uh It looks like Corey, you were assigned nobody. Yeah, I had uh, nobody from Bob, and I'm actually quite upset. That he's not here for this review. Did you want to tell him off or sing his praises? I wanted to. And I'm sorry, the wings just got a goal. Uh, Sorry about that. I wanted the dryer to stop is what I wanted. Very exciting that the wings just got that goal. So, Um, yeah. So Bob assigned me nobody. And here's the thing: there's a couple. There's a couple movies and shows called Nobody. I'm hoping he was referring to the 2021 version that's on HBO Max. Uh, with Bob Odenkirk, because that's what I watched. And if that's the case, Bob finally fucking got one. Finally got one. Got one past the goalie, huh? Dude, phenomenal movie. Wow. Absolutely exceptional. You're going to have to reiterate this excitement to Mr. Rankin when he comes back. Well, he's going to hear it in post-production, so I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, dude, I, and as a matter of fact, like I'm not even, I, I'm not going to give you any bit of the movie because it's so new. It just came out, uh, but it is exceptional. If you if you like Bob Odenkirk, he's been in a ton of shit. He's been in The Office, uh, Arrested Development, uh, you name it, he's been in it. Um, 
but if you also like action movies and uh, well done action movies, and also with a great plot line, uh, this movie hits out of the park. That is a uh, that is a stunning, shining review. Oh, dude! Any anyone that if you have HBO Max, go watch Nobody the second you get a chance. It's fantastic. It's it's what I've been waiting for in an assignment from uh, Mr. Rankin or altogether. Well, especially from Bob, but <laughs> that's fantastic. Nobody, and, and it is uh, what what year was that? It, it, this year? Oh, I'm sorry, last last year, 2021. 2021's nobody. Where can people find it? HBO Max on HBO Max. If you have it, stunning, shining, fucking amazing review for Mister Selesky. All right, moving on to, uh, we're going to move on to new assignments. It's uh, much easier on the gentleman's agreement here on uh, this episode of 165 um, with our small cast, but we're still going to bring you the content. Uh, so this week I have Mr. Gumtoe, uh, Greg has Corey, and Corey, you have me, sir. Um, anybody have anything in mind that they want? You know what, I'm going to... I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut everyone off at the knees right there because it's gonna be a long list here. Because I'm sure <laughs> Greg has seen a bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna first ask if you've seen The Quick and the Dead. Yes. Okay. As I figured, <laughs> um, Greg, have you seen uh, Have you seen the Dead Poets Society? Yes. Oh, of course you have. Everyone's seen that. It's fucking amazing. Say, it's, 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 uh, it's a high school movie. Yeah. It was still great, though. No, but, I'm uh, not disagreeing with that. Have you seen the Grand Tour? Yes. Have you seen? Uh, there's a lot of stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Into the Wild? Into the Wild. Hang on, let me. You've I had like seen I've, that. I've, I've, I know you've seen. Let that. me look into my Greg's fucking biography documentary series here. Have you seen I, Into the Wild? Is it this? That's it. No, I haven't seen that. Okay, Into the Wild. You haven't seen Into the Wild. Oh, out of oh, all those, Into the Wild is one you haven't seen. All right. Yeah. So watch Into the Wild, true story. Um, yeah, it's uh, really well done. Um, I I recently watched it, and I thought it was fantastic. So, so Greg, you got Into the Wild from me. Um, and we're moving on to Mr. Selesky, who you have to pick. Uh, me, you could pretty much say anything. You know that I haven't seen it, so. Actually, I'm. I've had this on my list for a, a while for you, mm-hmm. and I feel like you might have seen it. Burn notice. Um, it sounds familiar. It really does. Is it with Denzel? No, 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 no. no. Let me see here. It's a TV show on USA. There was. Yeah. It's like I, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. No. Haven't seen that? All right. No. You, got, you got burn notice. Burn notice for Mr. Masturbator. Start start from the beginning. No, I'm going to start at season nine. Oh, I yeah. mean, some people do, and it doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Uh, and, Corey? Yeah. Right? So uh, you got Mr. Selesky, Mr. Gumtow. Have you watched Reacher? Yeah, I got it, yeah. On Prime? Yeah. Not the movie. The t- With John Krasinski. Okay. No. Oh, the new one, Reacher. Yeah, that's oh, Jack you, Ryan. Jack, Jack, yeah, with yeah, I've seen 
Sorry, I, I got those two mixed up. Yeah. But yes, I have seen that. You've seen Reacher? Yeah. Okay, because it just came out. Like, Yeah, I know, not too long ago. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. I had something else up here. One second. So we're just going through some some picks here from Greg. He's He's trying to pull things up here on his computer to give Mr. Selesky... A new pick for this week. Something that we can think about. Um, we've got a pick of the week coming up next, and we'll use that to close off the show. So if you can think of something, if you don't know, uh, pick of the week is something that one of us or all of us or anybody has tried uh, personally that we would recommend to someone else. Have you seen Kevin Smith, Silent But Deadly? It's from 2018. And was that his stand-up? It's one of them. There's He's got a couple. Let me see here, sir. You know, it's always best when we are all Googling and not saying anything on an audio podcast. <laughs> Trying, pal. It's I, always, I have everything on my phone. It's always and my phone's being used as a camera right perfect, now. Perfect, perfect so content. So I'm trying my So best. if you guys could, let's, if, if we could all look up something right now, that would be great. I have seen Silent But Deadly, yes. Okay. Give me one second. Hey, give me <laughs> one more second. I don't have my phone. No, I'm no, no. Trying it's, to go it's, off it's, of. Uh... It's all right. So, so look up that. We're we're gonna roll. We're That's gonna fine. roll into yep. uh, pick of the week, and uh, put that on the back burner and see what you can come up with. So, Corey, we're gonna go with you first. Do you have a pick of the week that you would recommend to people? My pick for this week, and actually, I've got a lot building up here because it's been quite some time since we've done a pick of the week. Oh, I thought you meant you had to go to the bathroom. Well. That too, always. Um, my pick for this week is going to be the snap mount, snap mount, GoPro mounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Uh, so for those that use GoPros a lot, you know that they have the little feet that come out from the bottom. You put the little thumb screw in, and anytime you want to change it to a different mount. You take that thumb screw out, have to put it on the new mount, put that thumb screw back in. It can be a bit of a process, uh, especially if you're out in the water, your hands are wet. Uh, it's not the funnest thing to do. Snap mount has come up with a solution to that to where you put your GoPro on this one one mount mm-hmm. and they give you bases to put on all your other mounts. And all you have to do is magnetically remove your GoPro from one and replace it on another base and everything connects with a very strong four-point uh, four magnets that hold your GoPro in place no matter what you're doing. Uh, and it's insanely easy to take from one mount to the next. Do they give you like a uh, PSI for – I'm sure they do. I mean, do you know it? Like a pounds a p- per square inch on the on Oh, the as far as the magnets? Pull, on the pull, yeah. You know what? I didn't look that far into it, but it sounds pretty pretty tough. I mean, because it snaps into it's, place. You 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 audibly hear it snap, and I mean, I I've gotten a finger stuck, and if it grabs your skin, it's it's hurting pretty bad. So, so it's got to be five to ten pounds. Of I'd PSI, say easily, yeah. Of psi, that's awesome, man. But yeah, you can just say so. You can have mounts set up wherever you want them. Uh, take it right off, put it on. You don't have to deal with that thumb screw anymore, and it, it's it's a 
a game changer for GoPros. So you have the stationary mount uh, on all your devices or things that you're going to use your GoPro on, something like your kayak you would have it on. You'd have it in the basement if you're going to use it for the podcast and all the different locations. And what you're saying is you just peel it off, snap it into wherever you go. Magnetically pop it off the one, put it on the next, and you're ready to roll. And where can people find that? Snapmount.com. They also have it on Amazon. but They sell it on Amazon as well. Yeah. Uh, I ordered directly from the website, and I think I, it was a, a two-day turnaround that I actually got the uh, all the bases and the mounts for it. So, Yeah, so all, for all of our GoPro users and listeners, snapmount.com, you got Corey Selesky's thumbs-up approval. Greg, have we got somewhere? Yes. 12 strong. I have not seen that. Okay. You got that. All right. Where can it's where HBO, can we find that? I think it's on HBO Max. That's where I will last watched it. If not, I'll track it down somewhere. And yeah, yeah, there's a very easy way of just got piping it into Google. And Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah. Everywhere you can find oh, it. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, thank God. That's what I was looking for. So moving, <laughs> moving along with pick of the week. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll go next. Um, Greg can uh, go ahead and find out what he's going to give his review on for the pick. Uh, this this week I'm going to give uh, Glyceco, G-L-I-S-T-C-O, VR hex mount. So basically it's um, like a hexagonal mount. Um, uh, it's, it's made of steel. And it's for anybody that has uh, any kind of VR equipment. It's got um, it's a metal mount that goes on the wall. It almost looks like a uh, like a beehive grill that you have there for that hexagonal in the middle. Um, and you mount it on any kind of wall, and you can hang your VR. You don't have to leave it on a couch. You don't have to leave it in your room charging or wherever it may be. You're going to have your controllers, your remotes. You're going to have your headset all in one place. Hangs right on the wall. It can be found on Amazon. G-L-I-S-T-C-O, Glisco, VR hex mount for Valve, Index, Oculus, Quest 2, and PSVR universal mounts for, for your VR. That's my pick of the week. Great. Nice. So... I'm going to go a little different here. Uh, I bought a new yoga mat from Amazon. And I bought the Balance from Go Yoga, all-purpose, half-inch thick, extra thick, high-density, anti-tear, exercise yoga mat with carry strap from Amazon. If you need a new mat or something to stretch on or do your yoga, I highly recommend it. I do like it. It's very oh, nice. I just bought one like four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. This, they have it's, it's really funny. This it's it's like uh, 1947 on Amazon, or you can buy the one that comes with two yoga blocks for like 1997. So for 50 cents, you get two yoga blocks. And what two. what is the uh, the brand name on that? Uh, it's just uh, Balance, I guess. I'm not real sure what the actual. It's Balance from is the name of the. It's the brand. Yeah. So B A L A. B-A-L-A-N-C-E-F-R-O-M, all yep. one word. Go yoga, all-purpose, half-inch, extra-thick, high-density mat. I do like it. Looks fantastic, man, for those of you who can't see. <laughs> Check us out. 
on any of the streaming services, please uh, head over to our YouTube. Give us a like and subscribe. For Nick, Corey, and Greg, Bob and Todd, this is SchnozCast on episode 165. We'll see you guys again next week.